Blog Talk Radio. Welcome and thank you for joining us at this edition of Coach's Corner with your host, Coach Andrew Poretz, a 2007 graduate of the International Coach Academy. We are excited to offer the first ever Biz Richmond ICA Alumni Telesummit, where six alumni have come together to create community. Make sure you attend each live event for a business experience worth having. Sponsored by the Living Consciously Education Program and Biz Richmond. Now, here's Coach Andrew. Welcome to Coach's Corner in the final session of the International Coach Academy Graduate Summit. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number 1, I'll know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in. Normally, this is where I introduce my guest, but tonight the tables have been turned, and I am my own guest. Here to interview me tonight is Jen Brocklin, a fellow ICA graduate who was also my guest last week when we discussed building a kick-ass website. Jen, are you with me? I am. Thank you for having me tonight, Andrew. My pleasure. So here's where you so, get to introduce me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start. Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching, the host of Coach's Corner on Blog Talk Radio, helps people to discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. His mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams, and with his coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit his website at myfuturecoach.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Coach Andrew. Tonight, I'm going to be talking to Coach Andrew about building an online presence, and I invite everyone listening to give us a call and ask your questions right along with me. So, Coach Andrew, I really enjoyed my chat with you last week, and I've enjoyed what I've been able to hear of the other uh, ICA presenters this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much for hosting us. And I'm really excited to be able to turn the tables on you and uh, find out some more about you as a coach and uh, as an entrepreneur and just just more about you in general. So sure. I would kind of like to start with that. What do you do as a coach now? What do I do as a coach now? Is when, when I coach people, I work uh, – I've had different types of clients, but my favorite kind of client to have is somebody who's in transition from corporate America to entrepreneurship or in some other way uh, fulfilling a much bigger dream than, say, working nine to five for the, the man. Oh. Well, the what woman, as a case. What area? I'm mm-hmm. sorry? Mm-hmm. What drew you to that particular area or what draws you into that? What makes that so exciting for you? Well, I think that uh, for me it's something I've always – thought would be a great place to be is to have your own business. And a lot mm-hmm. of people uh, you know, have dreams of having their own business, or they have their dreams of, of being independent in, in what they're doing. And you know, I, my dad, for example, when, my, when I was a little kid, my dad worked in, in a job for, in the public relations field. And I remember him just really being frustrated, and he couldn't wait to find a way not to do that. And then eventually, he started his, his own business in the PR and the promotion field, and eventually had a, a publishing company. And it all started from this, you know, the desire not 
to be tied into somebody like that, not oh. wanting to work for, for somebody else. So I find uh-huh. that exciting. <laughs> I understand because that's kind of the field that I'm in too, so I really enjoy that part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come to be a coach? How did I come to be a coach? Well, it started for me originally. Now, first of all, let me tell you that I've been involved in what's called the personal growth and development arena, certainly as a participant for many, many years. Uh, you know, I, I started taking uh, trainings, transformational courses, things of that nature, going back as early as really 1979, but my first big one was in the early 80s. And when I was introduced to this work, it really started to uh, transform how I look at the world, some of the ways of being that I had really opened me up to so many different possibilities. And eventually, you know, I I started to become very good at some of the tools that I learned, not only for myself, but with other people. And one day, uh, I had a friend of mine who I used to talk to online on AOL, back in the, the days of chat rooms. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I had a, a friend of mine I had never met her, but I, you know we chatted online. She was um, uh, in her late fifties and looking for a career change. And one day, and she lived in um, in uh, Arizona, and she asked me, "What do you know about life coaching?" I and I I think I made it up in my mind that I knew something about it, but I really didn't know <laughs> much about it. And. Uh, I said, why do you ask? She said, I'm looking for a career change. And, I, and she had been a businesswoman and had various successes in her life, but she was looking for something new. She said, would you, like, would you do me a favor? Take a look at this website for me, and let me know if you think that this might be something for me to pursue. And I believe the name of the, co- the, the, the website was Become a Coach. And it was run by a guy named David Wood, and, uh, who's an Australian fellow. And he had gotten, he said he got his coach training from Landmark Education, which I'm a big fan of. I took a lot of uh, Landmark courses over the years. And uh, I was very intrigued by the website because he, the, what he was talking about was what I do all the time. In other words, how I am with people, the skills that I use, the, 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 the things that I use in dealing with people turned out to be things that coaches use. And I'm thinking, well, Wait a minute. If I'm reading this correctly, I could be paid to be me. <laughs> this is kind of intriguing. So I was like really interested in that. And as it turns out, my friend uh, who was who first uh, introduced me to the site did, decided not to pursue coaching. But I became a subscriber to David Wood's email, his uh, newsletters, and. Uh, and it was just something I kept on looking at and looking at and looking at. And then one day, uh, uh, he, he was talking about the school that he had co-founded, which happened to be ICA, had just become accredited by the International Coach Federation. He said, you know, even though he's no longer involved with the school, he really thought, think it was a great school. And he, and he said, this might be a good time for you to, uh, to uh, get on board if that's what you're looking to do. And there was an article about various different other coaching schools and the kind of costs that were involved in doing it. And, and some of them were pretty pretty expensive. And then I started uh, asking for feedback from some of the people I knew who knew me in the way that would really matter. You know, do you think this is for me? Do you think I should do this? You know, what, what do you think? I was asking around. And overwhelmingly the feedback was, this is great. You should just, you know, do it. Just jump on it. 
and uh, I got into a conversation with uh, a fellow in in Australia, uh, uh, who was uh, one of the people running the running the school. His name is uh, Dennis Griffin. And um, by the end of the call, I pulled out my credit card, <laughs> and I just <laughs> jumped in, and um, started. And that was in 2005. And it took me uh, about two years to complete the program. I know that you can, you can complete ICA in nine months, or you can complete it in two or three years, and it took me two. Mm-hmm. And that's the, kind of the long answer to your question. <laughs> no, that's great. Great. Um, I think it's funny how so many of us coaches find that to be very true, that you know, once we start learning about coaching, whether it's life coaching or business coaching or anything in between, that we tend to discover that these are traits that we already have. You know, they're things that we value in other people anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we tend to be drawn to it maybe because that's who we already are. So you, you signed up with ICA and then you graduated and you started a, being a coach, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably not super easy for starting out. So part of what you're going to talk to us about tonight is how to build that presence and how to build the presence specifically online using um, several different social media type apps. Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned uh, probably the top three, and I'd really like to start with those. Sure. And maybe hear how you have used those. Um, So let's start with what they are, and then maybe we can hear a little bit about how you've used them to help build up your business Mm -hmm. and get known. Okay, great. Well, you know the top three, and I, I, these are really like the 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 big kahunas. There are a lot mm-hmm. right now, a lot of social media apps. Are cut. Every day, something else comes out. There is uh, so many alternatives, but the ones that I, I at the moment, you know, and by the way, this can change at any time. Right now, Facebook is the biggest, you know, pretty much the biggest portal out there. Mm. But just, you know, five years ago it was MySpace. Today nobody's mm-hmm. on MySpace unless you're you know, very you know, they're a musician or something. I I, right. I still have an account there but I, I check it like once a year. So there's <laughs> Facebook, Twitter uh, and mm-hmm. YouTube. And you know and it's very interesting to note just a few years ago these things did not exist at all and now they're they're amazingly big. And yet even though they're very big, the truth is we don't know that that what's going to be big in five years, but right now those are the biggies. Those are the ones that you could really uh, say are the, probably the, the three most important things to be on. Right. Yeah. Even my mom is on Facebook, and that's like that's saying something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely one of the biggest ones. So how have you utilized social media to you know to really start getting yourself known as a coach? Well, I've used you know an, uh, several of the tools, uh, including uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube to a certain extent. That's actually something I'm really looking to build more with, and also um, things like uh, Blog Talk Radio itself, which is a very, very a useful tool for somebody in our mm-hmm. business. And so yeah. I've used Facebook to uh, really uh, be able to connect to lots of different people to create uh, relationships with, uh, you know, of course, one of the, my favorite things about Facebook is that you could you could become, reconnect with anybody from any part of your life uh, and to the point that it's it's actually almost, I, one of my favorite things to say is that I now have more high school friends than I ever had in high school. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of had that issue too. I didn't know. Um, well, after high school, I kind of split from where I lived and mm-hmm. you know moved on, and I wasn't very close with a lot of those people. But now, yeah, a lot of them are my friends on Facebook. I I wouldn't say we're necessarily close. But you know we're all still in contact well, a little well, bit. Well, so, yeah. I actually have like like friends that I spend time with that I I didn't even know growing up or yeah. like knew of, uh, and and I, I'll tell you I'm this close to being accepted into a clique. It's one of my goals. <laughs> I, I'm really oh, hoping I get great. to sit at the lunch table with the cool kids at once at some point. It's really something I oh. I, I aspire to. You know, that's so funny because high school was um, a little traumatic for me in that mm. way, um, you know, not being in the, the cool crowd and, you know, all of that. So I really don't want to revisit that. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely not among the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, I was one of the artsy-fartsy kids. So, you know, I kind of got along with everybody, but, you know, I don't miss uh, having clicks and stuff like that. So. Right. I, um, I actually, I probably but, still can't get into a clique, but uh, you know, maybe if yeah. I have a like a press pass or something, I can. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can get into one. Um, but anyway, so go. I've used that not only to you know re re you know connect with lots and lots of people, um, but I started to uh, do things. You know, a, a recent change on Facebook, which has been very interesting, is something called subscriptions, which mm-hmm. allows mm-hmm. people to connect to people without necessarily being friends. And it's like, it's sort of like a one-sided, uh, it can be a one-sided relationship, like Twitter. Mm-hmm. For example, if you're on Twitter, you can follow people. You could be, if, if, you're, if you're on, um, if you're a very well-known person, you may have millions of people following you on Twitter, which is, you know, right. for the normal person, that's, that's pretty, probably not going to happen if you're not actually, you know, f- usually famous. Um, but there's like it's mostly a one-sided thing, and the subscription thing on Facebook basically allows people to to subscribe to what they call your public updates, meaning that you allow people who are not necessarily your friends, you allow anybody to see, and this will this can uh, it, it greatly increase the base of people who know who you are. And you could choose to make it. By the way, you could choose to make it a, a two-sided thing. In other words. The way I've set it up, I allow people who are not friends of mine but who subscribe to me to comment on things that I've made public. Now, some people, for example, Mark Zuckerberg, who has – he probably has 15 million Facebook subscribers. Mm -hmm. But if he says something, you can't comment on it. You could like it, but that's it. So so in this way, does that kind of make um, somebody's Facebook feed – more like a blog feed where people can watch and read and um but not necessarily react um to that particular person's comments well it, there's the reaction may come in the form of uh, first of all even if you can't um comment you could still click the like button and you can also share okay. So sometimes, oh, okay. you know, when you cl- click like or you share, that also opens up to who's going to see that particular uh, uh, piece of stream. Mm-hmm. And sure. so you might sure. say something very interesting and funny and witty and and five other people who are not subscri- subscribers or who are not friends might see that and then click on subscribe to this fellow. Okay, okay. Interesting. So it's a a good tool to use to um, expand your reach. Yes, and and you do need to be you know conscious of what you're putting out there. You need to know that 
if you write make something public, that means and and you've set your privacy that way, people can see it. So you, you know, I will um, if I'm going to say something that I don't want the whole world to see. I I use all kinds of friend lists and things like that to limit uh, particular posts. But things that mm-hmm. I want the world to see, or if I want to make an impact, if I want to promote myself or I want to promote somebody else, if I just want to say something funny, which is a lot of the time, that uh, <laughs> that's how, that's one of the ways I'll do it. Yeah, and great. I'm, I, I, by the way, I have not yet really gotten uh, to the um, the other the other, some of the other things you could do with Facebook besides having subscribers is you can set up what are called fan pages or or Facebook pages right. that uh, allow you to um, to really broaden your base and 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 that's almost like a website. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. could actually create them very similar to a website if you know what you're doing, which I by the way do not. <laughs> That's okay. Well, the other way that I see having fan pages or business pages is it's maybe an, a little bit easier way to separate your business from your personal life mm-hmm. if you use Facebook for both. Yes. Yeah. Because you can, you know, only post things on one page and not your personal stream. So right. I think that kind of helps helps uh, separate the two. Mm-hmm. So, so you also mentioned Twitter. And, you know, I'll be honest with you um, – I don't know, several years ago when I – actually, before I became a coach, I was uh, doing another blog talk radio show, actually, on a regular basis. And I used Twitter very, very successfully to uh, you know reach a bigger audience that mm-hmm. was very niche-specific for that. Mm-hmm. And it worked out really great. But then since I have switched, um, I, I find Twitter to be – a little overwhelming. So I'm really curious to know how you've used it. Well, first of all, I'd like to hear how is it overwhelming to you? Um, I guess maybe it's like there's too much to see. The stream goes by too fast. It's not as easy for me, I think, to go back and, and look and see. And, and maybe it's also a little less personal maybe that's how i'm seeing it too you know 140 characters doesn't seem to be enough for me to get involved well you know you, you might you might think that and and yet twitter has has really made a profound impact on on the world uh and a lot of people are they're trying to figure out how is that so and yet it's happening um and there's because people can really uh, tap into these conversations with the use of things like hashtags, where you could really mm-hmm. uh, follow all kinds of trends. I mean, you, you look no further than the the Arab Spring, the uh, what what happened yeah. uh, in in the world, and that was uh, largely to do with Twitter, uh, and, and millions of people uh, and, and engaging in something and using using the tools of Twitter. And a lot of the tools of Twitter came about from people figuring out ways. Yeah, Twitter didn't even create that. You know, they they nobody. Twitter never came up with, for example, the hashtag. That was somebody came up with that, a user, mm-hmm. and it became mm-hmm. so popular that eventually Twitter said, "Oh, this is really great." Well, now that's part of Twitter. So a lot of these things that you know, even the at you know saying at somebody, that wasn't part mm-hmm. of the original Twitter. That was somebody figured out that's a good way to get, to say hello to somebody or use refer to somebody, and now now it's a, a, absolutely a part of it. It's a very huge part of it. Mm, yeah, that's true. 
Uh, no, so I'm just saying um, what I what I was hearing when you were talking about that was how um, how social media in general, but especially Twitter, really listens to its users and then adapts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you know that we as users can can use that to our advantage. You know, if we can come up with something to help expand our reach, then we should use it, and eventually, you know, it may catch on. Now, you also, there's a lot of combination. A lot of things get combined. Like when you tweet, you can make your tweets appear on Facebook, for example. And yeah. there's various things you could use, like pictures. You can attach little, you know, links that go to some other sites. So you may only have a, a few words of introduction, but it leads you to an article or it leads you to a web page or it leads you to some other conversation. And there's a cumulative effect. And that's one of the things. It's sort of like a compound effect. So when you mm-hmm. think it's only 140 characters, you're really not seeing everything that's happening. And a lot of you know people mm-hmm. are seeing you know, what can we put together to make this much more powerful, and it's it's actually created, a, a, you know, yeah, there's some sort of brevity and, and and terseness in some ways, but it also has created all these little portals. And by the way, an interesting thing is, I'm sure you know who Steve Martin is, the the actor, oh, comedian, yeah. banjo player extraordinaire. His <laughs> tweets are so good and so consistently funny and right on that a book was made of just his tweets. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can go to Amazon <laughs> and find Steve Martin's book on tweets. I mean, it's not a book about tweets. It's just his tweets because they're that good. It's just his tweets. Wow. I will have to look that up. And sometimes you'll see, you know, I, I like to follow. There's a few really amazing people of that, of that you know, genre of uh, you know, comic genius uh, that engage with him, like Albert Brooks, you know Steve Martin, and uh, and a couple of other fellows whose names just went out of my head. But sometimes mm-hmm. they're they're talking amongst each other, like in public, and it's uh, like I don't think that they're doing like they, I don't think they planned this out. Oh, Gary Shandling, that's another guy. Oh, okay. uh, and yeah. and they're all sort of like they just talk to each other in these, and and it's it's it's, it's like watching live comedy. In, in slow motion, <laughs> it, it is it, it's hysterical. Uh, now, mm-hmm. one of the things like you said about it being overwhelming, and there are all these kinds of tools out there to allow you to to manage what you're saying. You know, like Tweetcaster, mm-hmm. for example. There's various applications, whether it's for your phone or your computer, that will allow you to really hone in on what it is you want to see and see what kind of conversations are going on and participate where you want, have multiple accounts if you need to, because you can have multiple accounts depending on what you're doing. Sure, sure. But I think that leads to another question about the whole process, though, is how do you actually connect with those other people? You know, I mean, if there's that much going on, and like you've said earlier, um, some people, mostly celebrities are going to have hundreds or thousands of people that you know they're following or that are following them how do you make that connection you know with one with one person at a time because that's really i think how especially we as coaches you know get clients or we make the connection with people and get them interested in what we do and and attract them you know in some way well you know, I don't look at this as a way to um, 
you know, how am I going to get individual clients? I'm looking, mm-hmm. I'm looking to uh, to increase my exposure and uh, and how I'm perceived. Because when somebody, you know, what's the first thing you do when you meet somebody now? Um, I don't know. Well, that's a good question. Uh, you Google them. That's what you do. <laughs> Oh, that's okay, pretty much sure. the first thing. Like when I meet somebody, you know, and I'm I'm a single guy. So if I I meet somebody, I know they're going to do it to me. If I meet somebody, the first thing that a woman's going to do is, is 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 see see what Google has to say about me. I will do it about them as well. This is so. So if I learn about a new interesting person, if I want to do business with somebody, I'm probably going to go online and see who is this person, what do people say about him, what do you know about him, what's the truth, and you you, you have to you get a truth from a larger picture. Like you may not get it from any one thing because anybody can say anything, but as you look at a larger picture, that's why the bigger your presence, the more likely somebody's going to have walk away with a certain feeling. Even if there, there could be a couple of even not so great ones, it might be somebody you know had a, had a something bad to say. But if you have enough good things to say, that's what people are going to walk away with. Oh, that guy looks like somebody I might want to talk to. So that's a big part of it. Now, you know, of course, when you when you're as you're building towards something, like one of my goals is to be somebody who goes out and speaks and trains and uh, and when you uh, when you look at the kinds of people who do that. Their world is not about let me get a client. Their world is about let me do these bigger things, and clients will come from the things they do. Right. You know, right. sort of like a, the, you're turning around like that sales funnel. That's me. It's the lower end. You may be dealing with how do I get a client? How many clients do I want to have? And that's where you're mm-hmm. always looking, you know, closing one-on-one uh, uh, kinds of arrangements. But in the bigger mm-hmm. picture. You're looking at creating something bigger. That's not where the focus is. So for me, the focus is not on how many clients will I get out of doing this. My focus is on how can I be known to people as somebody that they'd like to know, that I might like to do business with, I might really like to have a conversation with. Yeah. I think that's a great perspective and a great uh, way to explain it too. You know, I know a lot of people come to me and they're like, I don't even understand how to use social media. And, you know, so that's a really great way to explain it, I think, mm-hmm. is to show the two different perspectives of it. So, do you do any speaking? I've done some speaking, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not and yet then, a big part of what I'm doing, but that's uh, that's where okay. I'm leading to. Cool. Cool. And I am, by by um, the way, I am also a performer. Uh-huh. I'm somebody who has gotten up in front of large crowds, and I, I'm, I'm funny, and I sing. and So I've done performing. And <laughs> Great. Uh, I, in fact, my singing voice is in a movie that you could rent. Well, and I just saw in the comment section that somebody mentioned that. You want to tell me a little bit about that? I'm curious now. Sure. Uh, many, 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 many moons ago, you know, in a galaxy far, far away, I had a... <laughs> <laughs> I had a, uh, a a little act in the village in New York, and I used to uh, get up and sing with you know either with or before the set with bands, big bands, and uh, dance shows, and sometimes all by myself. And I would just get up and 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 perform. And uh, I stopped doing that in the mid '90s, and. Uh, uh, four or five years later, I got a call out of the blue from a fellow who knew my voice from those days, 
and I'll give him credit because he's he's a somewhat well-known uh, musical guy, comedian, actor named uh, Cody Mundy. And uh, so Cody called me up and and he asked me, you know, you're an Italian singer, right? <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, what's the matter for you? You know, I'm not an Italian singer, but what are you talking about? Goes, but don't you sing the old Italian songs? I said, what? And it's because I I would sing, you know, the Sinatra stuff and. And um, in fact, the highlight of my my little act was I would wind up doing a duet of Elvis and Sinatra, and I would do both parts at the same time. So it was kind of insane. And uh, so uh, Cody said, "Well, there's this movie. My friend of mine is a music supervisor. Would you? They're desperate for somebody who can uh, sing the old Italian songs. They're looking for a, a guy who could match this guy's singing voice. And I think, in my head, I think you might be the right guy. So it was totally out of the blue. And I went down and took an audition. Uh, the audition was I sang into a tape recorder a cappella, and the, the next thing, thing you know, I'm the guy. And I recorded uh, <laughs> uh, uh, four songs, three of which were used for this movie called Two Family House. And it's all these yeah. actors from The Sopranos. That was neat. Yeah. I mean, they at the time, they were The Sopranos wasn't even out yet. I mean, they were just right. in their first season or whatever. Um, so a lot of these people weren't yet well-known. But uh, it was really, really uh, exciting. I sang for a guy named Michael Rispoli. And uh, that's my like my five minutes. I didn't even get 15 minutes out of it. But uh, <laughs> five minutes of fame. That's very cool. So yeah. um, Karen, Karen asked if that, mm-hmm. um, if that exposure, if that gig in particular, somehow helped you um, build your media presence. Or has it in some way prepared you? for building the media presence that you have now? I would say more preparing me for it. It hasn't really been a majorly impactful, um, you know, it's it's one little piece. I mean, I have like an IMDB uh, uh, credit, you know, which is kind of fun. And uh, and it's, also, it's helped me because it, that got me into the Screen Actors Guild, which I'm not really doing, I'm not pursuing a career in, in acting whatsoever. But I get to meet mm-hmm. some of the most interesting uh, people on the planet sometimes because of that. I, I get to go to a lot of events. So that's, uh, you know, so if, like on my Facebook page, I have pictures of, of me with uh, several uh, well-known, uh, you know, movie stars. Oh, wow. Wow. So just from one little piece, from one little bit of your um, of your career, mm-hmm. it, it expands in other ways. And you can take bits and pieces from that and use it in other parts of your life and other parts of your career, right? Sure. I mean, everything moves you forward towards that, you know. So it's it, in the in the higher, grander scheme of things, it's all part of becoming known. So my mm-hmm. focus is not on being known from that thing, which I did, you know, in 1999, right. and and that's just not that's just this one thing I did. That's not the focus. But it does help. Right. Every little piece, you know, cumulatively helps if you start looking at, like, where are you on Google? Where, what kind of Google ranking mm-hmm. do you have? How many hits with your name are there? You know, where do you come up? You know, one thing about me, even though there must be a gazillion people who call themselves Coach Andrew, and there's even somebody who has CoachAndrew.com, because I didn't move quickly enough on it. Mm-hmm. And yet I always come up to the, in the top page. If you, if you type mm-hmm. Coach Andrew you're going to find me in the first uh, handful of of uh, hits, often in the very first spot. Mm-hmm. And that's because I'm out mm-hmm. there very actively 
uh, creating it. And by the way, the coachandrew.com, that's some uh, uh, basketball coach or something. It's nothing to do with oh. <laughs> our kind of yeah. coaching. Right, right. So getting around and uh, having been around the block a few times actually helps you. Sure. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. Um, well, and and you know what I'm taking away from from what you were telling us is even though it's not related to what you do now, what I what I was hearing from it is you're performing even in a small way in small venues all by yourself. That led to somebody else recognizing you and remembering you mm-hmm. and going back to you for help later. And I think that's a good way for us coaches to build it up build up our presence as well. Being out there, whether we're performing or not, mm-hmm. Um, you know, lets people get to know us better, and then they come to us later when they, re- you know, recognize that they need some help with something. And yeah, I think it's really important. You know, when 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 you're looking for somebody and you need help with something, you're going to start to think, who do I know that does this thing? And it's going to mm-hmm. be somebody who has created some memorable reason for you to remember them, uh, and and. Preferably because there's an ongoing relationship. Because people tend to work with people they like and know and trust. And so, right. what, it's, it's like, like one of the things, like like with creating, for example, web pages. One of the reasons, the biggest reason that people have contact um, forms on their website is because you want to start a relationship with people who come to your site because they may never find you again. They may never think of you again. But you now have a little bit of control to start initiating a relationship with people. And you could do that. That's with Facebook. You're initiating mm-hmm. a relationship. Twitter, you're initiating a relationship. YouTube, you can have subscribers on YouTube. And by the way, let's talk about YouTube, because that is one of the biggest things that people can get involved with. It doesn't take rocket science. It doesn't <laughs> take a lot of equipment. You could do it on any kind of a camera. Uh, if you look on YouTube, you know, it's it, it it amazes me what's on there because you could find almost anything you can think of, you could learn almost anything you want to learn, but what's 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 possible with YouTube and it, you it's, and some of it you really like I don't there's no science that I know of to do something called making it viral. But uh-huh. making it viral is like if you could create something that goes what they call viral, which means. Viral just means it's like it's spread by people, just like a disease, right? But it's a good it's a good mm-hmm. disease usually. Right. You could spread these things. <laughs> you can share them, and that those people share them, and those people share them, and that could be, you know, with with, with almost anything. And now you look. There's, in fact, I have two words for you that will describe the power of YouTube, and that is Justin Bieber. <laughs> exactly. Justin Bieber yeah. was this little kid who made these little homemade videos, and I think his mom put them on YouTube, and the right person saw them. I mean, they weren't looking for the right people. They weren't saying, hey, let's make some videos. This kid's so good. Let's make videos, and we'll hopefully a talent agent will see it, and hopefully he'll be, you know, have a million-dollar career. No, it went viral because this kid was had a, a tremendous amount of talent and energy and incredibly adorable, and people said, "Oh, you got to see this! You got you got to see this kid I saw on YouTube." Well, that kid, too, I mean, he just bought a like an eight million dollar house or something in in L.A. Mm-hmm. as his 18th birthday yeah. present to himself. Exactly. And that's from YouTube. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's not even always quite so well known. There are lots and lots and lots of small business owners who use YouTube. Yes. Whether they're doing like tutorials or mm-hmm. um I know there's a couple of ladies who do um like makeup instruction, you know, women's cosmetics. And they have made really big deals with cosmetic companies mm-hmm. and other things just because of their their YouTube videos. Um, you know, just because they get out there and they are, um, you know, and they're picked up by viewers and the viewers like what they're doing and they find them um, interesting or helpful or whatever. And they may not even necessarily go viral, but they build up a really big community mm-hmm. through YouTube. So, yeah, yeah, it can be great. And it's literally like like YouTube has given the power of you could have your own, in essence, your own TV channel that you can create mm-hmm. on the spot. You could say, okay, you know what? I would like to have a TV channel. So you, and you could go make up your own shows and put them on YouTube and promote them and, and get people to subscribe. And, and, and by the way, it's going to be a combination of you know, people seeing it and spreading it, but also you know, asking the question, you know, what they call call to action. You have to let people know that you exist, right? Yeah, exactly. Although it could also happen, and, I, I heard of somebody. I, was, I wish I could remember exactly what I read the other day. Some it might have been a record deal or something. Or, oh, it's some video was seen like a hundred million times, and the guy they had two subscribers. They weren't even trying to create that. It's just that it just took off because you, you know, sometimes you just really never know. So there. You got very quiet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm curious, have you done anything with YouTube yourself? Well, I haven't done anything with YouTube yet uh, related directly to coaching. That's probably going to be happening pretty soon. I've done like local TV, um, which uh, I have videos of where I can put them online, and those things will wind up on, on YouTube. I've done more things related to music on YouTube. Okay. And uh, there's okay. A, another site called Vimeo, which is a, which is a really good site because you can mm-hmm. do longer vi- videos there and all high def. But now it's it's not really going to take off, I don't think, the way YouTube is. So YouTube is, you know, is extremely powerful. But that's, yeah, for YouTube me, that's a, definitely a next, a next step is a, a YouTube channel. How do you see um, using it? Well, you could use it in all kinds of ways. Uh, for one thing, you, know, you could intentionally make uh, you know, videos where you say you set, have a little camera set up and you speak into the camera. Typically, you're going to do things that are five to ten minutes, so you're not going to do a lot of long things. It could be you know, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, where you may have uh, some tips you want to share. You might ha- it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like the equivalent of having a little show. So... If, you know, you have to prepare these things. You can't just start talking. So you might have a script. You might um, do all kinds of things to be ready for it and prepare uh, different topics. You know, today I'm going to talk to you about, you know, how to do this, uh, you know, how right. how to get past an obstacle, you know, whatever it is that you want to be creating. And then having that, it's sort of like a message that's on point, that's on in alignment with the things that you're known for. So that's a, a really great way. Uh, there's, um, like you mentioned, tutorials. There's a, a woman who who teaches social media 
things, and, and in particular making um, you know, making Facebook pages. You know, like you know what I said. I don't know how to do those uh-huh. complicated pages with the style sheets and all that. Well, there's a woman named Joe J O Barnes in England, and she has a whole program, and you could subscribe. To, and her her videos are, are mostly videos you could see without needing any kind of special link or password or anything. Mm. She has all sorts of public right. things. So she has a big channel on on YouTube where you could learn quite a bit about how to create that. And right. b- and by the way, that's something that and just let me let me really reiterate that when I said there's so much on 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 YouTube in particular about how to you can take uh-huh. any topic that like that's related to this. If you want to know like, how do I do that? You can go and look it up, and almost anything is going to be on a place like YouTube. It could be uh, it could be elsewhere online. It could be eHow, all these different sites. But uh, it, if you don't have the knowledge, you don't know how to, you can go take a training in it. You can take, go take a course. You can hire a tutor. You can hire somebody to do it for you. But you can also learn how to do it in your own time online, which is it's amazing to me. There's almost nothing that, uh, you know, maybe – you know, maybe the uh, I don't know. Building a nuclear reactor is not available. But you, <laughs> you want to learn how to uh, take apart an engine. You want to learn how to uh, how to uh, build a guitar from scratch. You want to learn how to you, know, you you name the thing that it's it's there. You know, step by yeah. step. You know, even like one of my my uh, I'm a big uh, Beatle maniac. You know, I love I, I taught myself guitar from Beatle songs. I found there's a whole lot of these little instructions online for Beatles songs. If you want to be able to play a specific song uh, exactly the way it was played, there's somebody who's teaching it to you uh, online for free on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can't agree more. That's how I learned how to do a lot of what I learned how to do for my business was I spent years of doing my own research and learning through online tutorials of one sort or another. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a question in the chat room about YouTube, and I happen to know this answer, but I'm going to ask you too. Um, the question is, can you make YouTube videos private or password protected? Now, I know about the private ones, but the, like, unless they've changed it, they've made it so that you could make it private, but only like 25 people could see it. I don't know if they've changed that or if there's anything else that's available now. From what I understand, and and I make a lot of videos um, of screencasts so that people mm-hmm. can learn how to do things with their websites, um, you can make things live so that anybody can access it. Mm-hmm. You can make it so that only people who receive the direct link to it can mm-hmm. see it. So, like, if they just do a search, it won't come up in the search um, results right. on YouTube. But if they have a direct link to it, then they can view it. Or you can make it completely private, and you have to actually invite them, I believe. Uh, right. Like That's the one that I something knew about. Like that. But last yeah. time I looked, the private ones, like it would only you can only have a, a limited number. It was something like 25, which was not that mo- not that useful. No, no, and I don't. I'm not sure about that because I don't really use that option. But I do use the direct. Um, the direct line mm-hmm. option quite a bit because then, you know, for things that, that like I offer just through my business for clients, I don't want just everybody to be able to see, um, but yet it's not set to uh, absolute privacy. Right. So, um, you know, so anybody that I give the link to can see it. Oh, well, that's that's, so that's great to know. Useful. That would make it yeah. very useful for having, a, a you know, a semi-private 
channel of least at least of things that you know you want to be able to mm-hmm. pro- promote specifically to your people, but maybe not have anybody mm-hmm. have anybody discover. Yeah, I find it useful for people who have, say, a membership site, mm-hmm. and you want to provide them videos of some sort, um, but only those people in the membership. So you right. can put the links on a particular page somewhere online um, or share it you know, directly via email, and then only the people with those links can use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really curious, too, about um how blog talk radio or how podcasting which is what a lot of this uh online radio or online recordings um is called now so i'm curious about how that has helped you and mm-hmm. i did get to hear a little bit of the story uh the other night with i believe it was Renee mm-hmm. um about how you got into this and i thought that was so interesting but i'd really like to hear more about how it's helped you as a coach and where you plan to take this along with the rest of your business for this year. Sure. And it's almost like you were reading my mind because I had just looked at my <laughs> notes and I looked at the word podcasting. I was, And if you hadn't said another word, I was going to say, let's talk about podcasting. Mm-hmm. So podcasting is, you know, they call it podcasting going back to the iPod, of course, mm-hmm. uh, which originally was that was that was where you got – Basically, a little broadcast that you that you could subscribe to on your iPod uh, via computer. Blog Talk Radio really um, really blew open the doors for this, and there are a lot of different now other types of venues like uh, TalkShoe. I think is another one. There's a whole bunch of different things that are out there. But Blog Talk Radio basically opens it up to the masses, and what Blog Talk Radio does is it gives you the ability to have like the equivalent the equivalent of your own little radio station it's set up like a radio station like i have a little screen that i look at that's like a switchboard literally and i have people calling in i can take people on and off i can put music on i can have sound effects uh etc et and i and i can use all those tools so it's a live radio show but what's magical about it is the moment it's done or within a few minutes after it's done it becomes an archived podcast and it becomes a real podcast in the sense that uh, I was able to get my show on iTunes and in the podcast directory which is like it doesn't automatically happen with Block Talk Radio they have a relationship with them but it's my up to the, the individual to uh, submit it and get it accepted so that I was able to do that so all my shows including all the summit shows as of now uh, will appear in, on iTunes so that's been uh, it's very it's very helpful because people um may find me and I know for a fact that people have found me specifically because they were looking for something they googled something and they wound up on one of my shows. The majority of people who listen to this show are not listening right now. They're listening 6 months from now or a year from now. So like you could say hello to the future right now if you'd like to. Hello future. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from 2012, and um, uh, yeah, be, you know, before the Mayan calendar ended, and uh, we don't want to talk about that. But um, <laughs> it's very, very yeah. sad. But you know, seriously, so it's it's really amazing. There was a, a fellow who listened to my show, and he uh, he had some comments about uh, he, he wanted to know about a book that I had a book list that I had talked about and he left a, a message on my blog about this and, and by the way blogging is another another of course another way of becoming known 
and so he left a message on my blog. Could you tell me what what uh, books were you recommending? And I had to write him a letter because I didn't know what show he was referring to. Because he didn't mention a specific show, and I've mentioned books on any number of shows. I wrote the fellow <laughs> a letter, and and uh, and he said, you know, to be honest with you, I can't tell you which show because I downloaded and consecutively listened to all <laughs> 61 of your shows, wow. or 63, whatever, however many shows I had done. And, uh, you know, first of all, that blew my mind because that means somebody listened to me for, uh, you know, if they did it entirely one after another, it would have been like they, they spent their entire week listening to me. Um, I'm sure it wasn't that intense, but it was. I was very impressed, and I, I and I said I had to thank him, and I, I offered him as a gift, just because it really made my day. I offered him, and he accepted a month of coaching. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great example too of how planting a seed now can turn into fruit down the line. Sure. You know, somebody somebody hears your your radio show. Somebody finds your blog post. Somebody mm-hmm. runs across you on Facebook, and they're like, "Hey, that's really interesting. I want to know more." And then they, you know, they get in contact, or they read more, or they listen more, and it can really turn into something from there. And it's very important, by the way, to really yeah, that that word, the seed, very important because it's really true. I I have gotten so many little emails or notes or you know requests to to connect on LinkedIn. On Facebook, uh, and that have that have uh, gone to other places. That started from something that I said a long time ago, and it, whether it was on Blog Talk Radio or on my blog or somewhere else on Twitter. Uh, it really, it's it, it, you never know what can happen from something you say now can create a whole new future a long time from now. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Coach Andrew, I want to um I want to hear a little bit more about what you're offering for the um the telesummit, sorry, that we're offering. I just went completely blank. Welcome to live radio. And um I, I want to hear more about what your offer is and um I want you to go ahead and remind us where we can find you and connect with you a little bit more too. Okay, great. I'm glad you asked. And this is something I don't ordinarily do on my show, but this is uh, specifically part of the ICA Graduate Summit. And I, as the voice of Coach's Corner, <laughs> I'm just getting a little dramatic here. Uh, I'm offering a special package for uh, our fellow ICA uh, uh, grad students to receive a personal coaching and assessing your current social media reach, getting started with your own radio show and or podcast, determine social media strategies, and here's a really, really big one. Be a guest on my show. So this this show is not open to just anybody. I don't have anybody, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry uh, call me up and say, I'd like to be in your show. They have to have something of interest to my to my people, to my audience, and to me, and so anybody who engages in this will be will have the opportunity to be on the show and be promoted and and be prepared if we will work together to make sure you have plenty to offer as a guest on my show and that is a huge thing because one of the things I will tell you that I have found from doing blog talk radio it, I have been able to attach my name to all kinds of people who 
who are very well known. That's one of my strategies for becoming known is being known because I am associated with other people who are well known. So I've had some major uh, players who have been on my show. Well, so you, you might see my name when you Google them. So that's one of the things, one of the, that's a strategy in and of itself. So we're going to have a special alumni 72-hour uh, offer. And by the way, another thing that it, this does come with, anybody who engages with, in this uh, offer will also get 50% off of any coaching package that I have available of my, of my ordinary, not so ordinary, but my regular coaching. That sounds great. And they could so, uh, go, have- let me tell you, to um, um, and that oh and by the way that offer for the fifty percent off that will that will be for uh, the entire the entire year. So once they once they say yeah, anytime they want to uh, take take that on, that's good for all of two thousand and twelve. And to do that, you go to www.livingconsciouslyeducation.com, register and fill out the form. And you'll get an offer directly in your email. And this is a 72-hour bonus offer that ends April 11th at 8 p.m. That all sounds really interesting to me, actually. Um, I am curious, so we can cover just a couple more questions as well, mm-hmm. um, specifically about being on your show. What kinds of people are you looking for to be guests? Well, my ideal guest, and I started out as a, you know, I call, I call Coach's Corner, and the idea was a, a conversation among coaches or between coaches, but certainly uh, where one coach and another coach were talking, and so it could be any kind of coach. But I opened it up a lot more uh, to people. I like to say people who touch, move, and inspire others to action. So that could really take on all kinds of all kinds of meetings. I love having people who are authors on my show. I've had um, many published authors. And one of the little perks in life, uh, this is a, definitely a perk in life when I do this show, and I have an author on the show, is I get a free book. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a big stack of books I've gotten to read and uh, from people who have desired to be on my show. And that's, that's really terrific. And I have uh, publishers who contact me and say, when can I have my person on your show. And uh, that's been really exciting. Are there any words of advice that you would give somebody who's considering starting a show? Well, the number one word of advice or, or the number one piece of advice is get started. The biggest thing that I did was I got started. I was on somebody else's show, and it, you know, it took me a little while, but the, the moment I did it, I said, but this is this is really cool. I mean, can anybody do this? Yeah, yeah, anybody can do this. So getting started uh, is number one. Find an idea, something you want to talk about. Start a show. You could start for free. Uh, you can have a free account on Blog Talk Radio. They will give you, I think, a 30-minute show. And you know they'll start you off uh, at, at an odd hour until you have enough people listening. And then they'll open it up to uh, better hours. Or you could... You can also pay to to have a premium account. They have different levels of premium accounts where you can have much longer shows, uh, two or even three hours, depending on your package. And you could, uh, and they give you a switchboard, and you can have all kinds of all kinds of tools to promote your your show. It's really great. It's really it's really a great thing. So that's my words <laughs> Karen, of advice. Oh, 
Karen in our uh, chat room says, get coached. That's one of the top things to do. <laughs> well, yeah, get coached. That's, you know, I could say, yeah, call Coach Andrew, and I will certainly be happy to help you get started. <laughs> well, Andrew, it's been awfully wonderful to be here with you tonight. I really appreciate, um, again, you're hosting all of us throughout the week and giving everybody a chance to be a part of your radio show and get a taste of what it could be to be famous for a few minutes. And um, I've really enjoyed talking with you and getting to know a little bit more about your story and what you do and who you are as a coach, too. Um, I definitely will be connecting with you on social media. Awesome. And, um, yeah, do you have any last words for listeners? Last words for listeners? Well, first of all, my last words will be, uh, I want to give a thanks, a big shout-out to Biz Richmond and the Living Consciously Education Program, and especially to Karen Monteverdi for sponsoring the ICA Graduate Summit for the help and support and for making this happen. So that's it's been huge. It's been a tremendous amount of fun and honor and privilege to have five amazing people as guests on my show. And this also uh, moved me to some big action because uh, you know I, I hadn't done a show in a in a little while, to be honest with you. And I've been wanting to say, okay, let's I'm re- I'm ready to get back. Well, six shows in twelve days has definitely uh, changed the bell curve for me. <laughs> Trial by fire, kind of. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, you know, yeah. as George Costanza would say, I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back. So I want to thank you, uh, Jen. Uh, it's been great to talk to you uh, now for uh, two hours over uh, out of our six shows. So having yeah. being interviewing I, you and you interviewing me and turning the tables has been a, a tremendous pleasure. Well, I appreciate that very much, Andrew. And I have to say, doing the shows has gotten me interested in doing uh, radio again. You know, I ran a show for several years, and I'm thinking very seriously about starting back up. So thank you for the impetus. (laughs) You're very welcome. And I want to thank everyone for listening, uh, both now and in the future, in the year 2015. Uh, Boy, you missed a great 72-hour offer back then, by the way, You, those of you in 2015. (laughs) Um, And you could uh, find me, Andrew Poritz, Coach Andrew, at www.myfuturecoach.com. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Coach Andrew. And Jen, why don't you tell people again where they could find you? Okay, great. Thank you. You can find me at kickasswebsitecoach.com. And um, I'm on Facebook as well. And you can look for my uh, page there, which is the same. It's just Kickass Website Coach. Great. And, and anybody would like to subscribe uh, to me on Facebook, I am facebook.com slash Andrew Poritz. So we We will be back very, very soon with some new Coach's Corner shows. I am again Coach Andrew, and I thank you for listening, and good night.